I don't think it's really possible to get rid of mom guilt, but I do think it's possible to put it in its place. And I'm going to tell you how. Hey guys, it's Mindy Linscombe, your host of the Something New Show, where we like to learn how to live a life worth celebrating. And as your host, I love to bring on special guests, but also I like to give you some of my own thoughts on my own journey as I am processing a lot with you and trying to grow every day, every week, every year of my life. I've always been somebody that's all about um, just being in a growth mindset instead of um, paralyzed by all the things that could paralyze me based on my failures my fears. And um, if you don't know much about me, I'll just let you know that I've been running a business for over 16 years. And um, I have a pretty decent sized staff and not just one business. I'm one of those serial entrepreneurs where I keep opening and starting other businesses as well. One of them being this channel and this podcast. Um, But we have Airbnbs, we have commercial rental properties. Um, my husband and I have a resource coaching company that, that helps businesses. So I just, I dabble in a lot, but one of the main things that I am is I am a mom of four beautiful children that I love. I have a 13 year old boy an 11 year old boy, an eight year old boy and a six year old girl. And these people are amazing. But as you can imagine, It is really hard to face a topic that we all deal with, and it's called mom guilt. So today, I would like to just walk you through a little bit of my journey of being a mom and just some of the emotions that have come really hard through some of those times. So I just want to start with the question of who deals with mom guilt, because most people think it's just working moms, but I want to set that um, myth to death here because I think all moms deal with mom guilt, not just working moms. I think that we think about, um, you know, we didn't do something well enough. We didn't spend enough time with our children. Maybe the time we did have, it wasn't connecting like we thought. Sometimes we have mom guilt that we're just disciplining and yelling at our kids all day instead of having all those fun memories that we wish we were making. Um, I know that there was a season where there was a mom that did a lot of like really cool crafty projects with her kids and they were always on Instagram and Facebook and you can easily start to compare and feel like, you know what, when I'm with my kids, we just watch a movie or whatever it might be. And I'm just saying there are layers and levels of mom guilt and it happens to all of us and all of the moms listening, I just want to tell you, you are totally normal. Everything you feel and you, um, you know, you sense that guilt at the end of the day when you lay your head at the pillow and on the pillow, that that is a really normal feeling that I think every mom I've ever met has felt. So um, first of all, normalizing it and realizing it that we are all dealing with it is super important. I think it's um, also important that as a community of moms, that we're encouraging each other, telling each other what a great job we are doing. Because essentially, um, as long as you're not abusing your child, which I hope I don't have anybody that's dealing with that, but if you are not abusing your child and you love them and you care for them, you feed them, you give them a warm place to sleep at night and you encourage them, I think you're doing a pretty good job. So, um, some things to kind of keep in mind are 
the, the guilt feelings almost rob us from the times that we can have joy. So what I like to do when I have the guilt is I like to put it in its place. So what I want to start back with is, um, the question people say is like, how do you rid yourself of mom guilt? And I want to let you know that I don't think it's really possible to completely a hundred percent rid yourself of mom guilt, but I think it is possible to put it in its place. So what I like to do is make sure I am rested before I make some decisions that I'm about to walk you through. But it's really important that I get a really good night's sleep before I start to make some decisions Um, and not just a good night's sleep, but that I go to a place um, of clarity in my mind in that next morning and then I'm going to make some very big decisions. You should never make big decisions when you're tired or when you're distracted. So that's why I said good night's sleep, plus a place that you can be really clearly thinking, whether that's in your home. For me, it is not in my home, even though I'm so thankful for my beautiful home. I don't make clear decisions there when my children are around because I'm being pulled or I see the messy kitchen or the laundry piled up or whatever it may be. So I like to get away from all of that. And I say, okay, am I rested? And am I Am I in a place to have clear thinking? And if I'm rested and I have clear thinking, now I can make some big decisions about um, what kind of promises and commitments I make as a mom. Because most of us have mom guilt because we just let our life happen to us. Like, okay, this is when soccer practices. This is when I have to work. This is when this, da, 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 da. And all of a sudden you get to, at least for me, you get to the end of the weekend and you're like, wow, that week didn't go how I wanted it to go. And I don't feel like I spent the time with my kids or I was able to really relationally build what I want with them because life just happened to me. So what I would ask you, whether you're a working mom or even a stay at home, whatever mom you are, I know that you have mom guilt because we all do, but what I would ask you is to do two things, get rested and then get in a spot where you can make clear decisions so that you make good decisions because you're rested and you're not distracted. All right. So you're in this place. And what I want you to do is what has helped me anyways, to limit the mom guilt is I've decided what kind of hours and allocation of my time do I think is important when it comes to the amount of time I work, the amount of time I rest, the amount of time I'm with my kids, the amount of time I'm with my um, spouse or friends or exercise. I mean, there's so many things that I feel fight for my time. And what I like to do is get in that clear space and make a list of all those things that I want to be or do with my time. And I think time is our most valuable asset. And I say, okay, if I want to spend X amount of hours working, this amount of time exercising, this amount of time with my spouse to keep building our relationship, and this amount of eyeball time with my kids, which time out, I'll tell you what eyeball time is. Eyeball time means we're not just sitting side by side, driving in a car somewhere. We're actually talking, connecting, and, you know, getting to what really matters. So eyeball time. So I look and I say, okay, what is the right amount of time I want to allocate to those things? Then what I do is I go to my calendar and I make sure that those percentages of like, oh, I think this much of my time should be towards work or this much towards that. And I make sure my calendar appropriately represents what I've decided in my clear headspace is the right amount of time for those activities. So I decide, okay, I want to exercise, let's say three times a week. These are the mornings I'm going to exercise. Then I say, this is when I'm going to get my most productive, productive work time in. So I'm going to put those hours in. And then I have a commitment 
this is something about me. If I'm in town and not traveling, I have a commitment to always bring my kids to school and pick them up from school. I feel like that's a special job that I'm able to work around my, my work schedule. It's not always convenient, but I want to be in the car to hear what they're talking about and thinking about on the way and at, at after school on the way home. So, so I've made that decision that that's a priority to me. So I'm, I'm in the car for drop off and pick up. And then I figure out what can the day look like in between to still get all the things done. And then what does it look like after school to be available as a mom? Because there's certain things you can absolutely delegate and hire, but you can't hire mom. So I've always thought about this. I'm like, okay, if I get really, really overloaded, I can probably hire someone to clean my house. If I get really, really overloaded, I can Instacart my groceries, which I've been doing for five years, even before 2020. Um, so there are things you can do differently that take you um, away from you know certain tasks, but nobody can replace being a parent. So whether you're a mom or a dad, nobody can be you. So you can't delegate that. You can't hire it out. And there's only a short season of our lives where they're in our lives. So I want to make sure we're making ourselves available during those times. So after school, then, like I said, that's kind of when I put my mom hat on and I try to be fully engaged. But what I was going to tell you is I make sure that in my clear headspace decision that my calendar for the next several weeks matches what I've decided my priorities are. And then as I walk out those priorities and those time allocations and everything else, there are emotions that creep in. So I could be maybe going to work one morning and I'm feeling guilty that maybe I didn't go volunteer at the school or something. Um, and that's when I have to be very, um, mindful because you could use the emotion that's overtaking you because you're tired and you're distracted. So now you feel this mom guilt and you're going, Oh my goodness, I feel so guilty that I'm not doing this volunteer thing. But you have to remember back when you were rested and you were clear, you knew that that was a great day for you to dedicate towards work, not towards your child, because you already, you already determined it matched your goals. So you have to be fiercely focused on being a hundred percent wherever you are when you've determined that that schedule matches your priorities. So in the moment, your emotions are gonna tell you all these other things, like you're a bad mom, you're not there for them, you're this or that, but you have to tell yourself, but I'm already gonna be there for them at such and such time because I gave up another work day to go be on their field trip or whatever it might be. So you have to be very mindful that when you made that schedule, you were clear rested. So when you made the schedule, you knew that that matches your priority. But now that you're in that moment, you're going to get inundated. And at least for me, when I was at work, I was always feeling guilty that I wasn't with my kids. And then when I was with my kids, I was always feeling guilty that I wasn't at work or getting stuff done. And so what you have to do in order to not rid yourself of it, but to minimize it as, and get control of it is you have to be a hundred percent where you are and not get distracted to think about the other thing when you're there. So when my schedule matches my priorities, I am very good at not letting the emotions creep in. So if I'm with my kids and there's a crazy thing happening at work or the laundry's piled up, but I've committed this eyeball time, I'm going to make sure it's a hundred percent eyeball time. And like they have my attention because I will get to the other stuff when it's that time. So I allocate my schedule very strategically. And then when I'm there, I'm a hundred and ten percent there. So like 
ladies, we got to put our phones away if it's our kids' time. We're not looking at our text messages or checking for whatever it might be. Um, also, it doesn't really count as eyeball time if you're like cleaning the house while you're trying to connect. So, I mean, we like to play cards at our house. So a lot of times our eyeball time will be just while we're playing cards and we're talking about our day and we're playing a card game. Um, it's just time to really ask them questions that matter so they feel connected. And we often... Um, associate the amount of minutes with the amount of quality, but I, I would just want to advocate for something really quickly here is that sometimes we're misinterpreting the amount of time with the quality of time. Sometimes our kids need 30 minutes before bed. That's like super less, dive into all your feelings, right? And that was so much more valuable than if I had just spent four hours with you um, watching a movie because we didn't really connect and that was impersonal. So I just want to make sure that your time with them is super quality and then your time at work is super quality too. Like they will respect, my kids have so much respect for the work that we do. They think it has purpose. I like to tell them what we do and why we do it and what we feel called to as a family. And we have a family mission that we talk about every Sunday night. And we said, this is why we are on this earth. We are here to blah, blah, blah. And we tell our whole family mission so that every time there's something that maybe we have to be flexible about, we bring it back to the family mission of why we're doing those things. So there's a lot more support in the parents working or the parents doing the certain things, or let's say you go to hang out with a friend, why relationships matter, why friendships matter still, or why mom and dad still need that time together. It's because we want to make sure we're strong for you guys. So just bringing it back home and saying like, this is why we do what we do so that they understand the schedule. Um, another thing we do is we actually just share the schedule with them. So after I've made that, that schedule, super clear on Sunday nights, every week, my husband and I bring our kids around our kitchen table. We go over quickly our family mission. It doesn't take more than five minutes, but it's fun to see how they feel about it. We also sometimes bring up like, Hey, we want to give back to a certain cause before the end of the year. You know, a lot of people do year end giving and I'll share with them a couple different causes that are on our hearts. We'll see if they want to vote and participate in what, um, what we give to. And they see our hard work led to those um, resources being available to give. So they see the kind of cause and effect of like, oh, hard work allows you to be able to be generous. Um, and then we do Sunday nights. We go over the schedule real quick for the week. My kids do not have a large attention span, but I want them to see the week at a glance and see like, oh, we have these moving parts. So-and-so is going to be here and they're going to be there. But mom and dad are going to be here every day after school with you to help you with these things. So again, just making sure you communicate out loud with them what you've chosen for the week's schedule at a glance and how that's going to impact them and what it's going to look like and how you're there and committed to them and how you want that quality time as well. So then I feel like I don't have as much mom guilt when I'm here at the studio or here at work getting stuff done because my kids know I'm there for them. They absolutely know that. They know I will always prioritize them when their needs come up, but I am very much focused on the task at hand, what is right in front of me, and I'm not thinking about the other things that could be done. If you have a divided mind in any area, like if you're divided when you're at a mom, when you're being mom, thinking about other things, or if you're at work thinking about other things, you will be half as productive and half as impactful if you have a divided mind. So I just want to remind you today to have a, a really intention, intentional focus to not be divided when you've committed to that schedule, show up where you are and be a hundred percent there and do not have a divided mind. Do not 
get based on your emotions and into the thick of the day. You go right into the work at hand to the schedule you've given yourself because you made it when you were clear and rested and you know that it represents your priorities well. So those are some of my life hacks when it comes to controlling the mom guilt in your life. I hope it was helpful for you. If it was, please um, leave me some comments below on some things that you're doing, like, and then subscribe. We'd love to get some more of your friends along this journey with us. Thanks for joining me today on the Something New Show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the show, rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, follow The Something New Show on Instagram and Facebook. If you want a fuller experience, watch the show on YouTube to help you create a life worth celebrating. 